Christina Grassa Podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee, Kelly McVeigh, and... Mama. No, you say the bean. Bean. The bean. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are now a Digident Podcast, and uh, before we get started... Uh, go to the show notes, become part of the Greengrass family. We are growing and we want to take you along with us. So go ahead and subscribe there. And, and we, Yeah, and you too. And then we'll, uh, we'll send you all the good stuff. All right, today is Roderick Polly. He is a friend of the podcast. He's been on before. And he's uh, taken on a major career pivot and opened up a new restaurant, Adelaide's, Adelaide's Gin Joint in um, Old North Columbus. So... So Callie and Carrie's our, our you know home city, Columbus, Ohio. It is a restaurant. It's a bar. It's an event space. Live music, amazing drinks, prohibition style, um, an amazing menu, and a very um, very intimate community feel to the restaurant. So if you guys are are in the area, you guys are <laughs> go go. Go join Kelly. Get a drink. Um, they're doing awesome things this holiday and also for New Year's Eve. So check it out in the show notes. And uh, let's hear how he made this career pivot. All right, guys, let's get started. So hello, Greener Grass listeners. We have two really, really fun recordings to end out our year. And we recorded someone yesterday. I'm just... I'm just commenting on this because yesterday I said, you're the person that we've had the most on this podcast. And I said that to this person yesterday, but Roderick, I feel like you and um, Josh are tied because we've had both of you on um, a few times and it's because you're such incredible people doing amazing things always. And so what better way to end um, 2023 with two incredible guests. So we're excited to have you again. And I think fun for our listeners that had listened to you prior, um, you know, one of the things I love about Greener Grass is we always talk about life pivots or how things come to be and where our life takes us. And you have taken a pivot um, from what you were previously doing. And so we're excited to get to know a little bit more about that and how that happened and how it's going. So welcome to Greener Grass. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate it very much. Yes, you've been uh, uh, very gracious to uh, kind of tell my story um, through, throughout your, your your kind of uh, a podcast. And uh, this is just another chapter. Um, and uh, I think it's it's an exciting chapter. It's definitely, you know, as you said, a pivot. Um, but, uh, you know, as as listeners might remember, you know, in some of the other uh, podcasts uh that we've done together um you know i had a varied background came from walt disney company came from you know universal studios hollywood and i have been creating experiences for longer than i really want to say out loud because i would tell my age um long long time and i've been creating it for you know corporations and i decided that uh you know it was time to do something for me and I wanted to do a legacy project and I wanted it to be a passion project. And I wanted it to be something that kind of combined all of the things that kind of make me, me. And, 
you know, music had a big influence on my life. And so I definitely wanted to showcase local musicians. I definitely wanted to create a beautiful experience for guests. Um, I wanted to make them feel special at every turn. Um, I wanted to have kind of a varied environment so they could have uh, different experiences throughout the evening. You know, they can start at the bar, they can, you know, uh, go to the dining room, they can, you know, spend time in what we call our Juniper room, which is one of the special rooms, and then the library, um, which I'm sure we can explain in a minute. But uh, I wanted to create this overall experience. You know, I know that um, there are a lot of, you know, venues in town that you go to see a concert or you go to see music. Um, but I wanted it to be this cool jam session that's just happening um, all around you. And so we take the live music that's on stage and bring it to every room um, that we have. And, you know, based on, you know, what's going on in that room, whether it's a private party, whether it's, you know, the dining room, um, we can uh, adjust, you know, the level of music based on kind of what's happening. If you have like a, a private party where you're doing presentations and stuff, we can lower it so that, you know, it's just still a little bit of a vibe in there, but it's not, you know, prevalent. Or if, you know, uh, you really want jazz to be, you know, part of part of your party, and that's and that's your vibe, and you're having great cocktails and um, all of that. Then we can, you know, kind of bump the level. So we created it, you know, in these different zones, so that we could really um, specialize and make a unique experience for kind of each one of those areas. Um, and uh, I think that uh, I guess that kind of starts us off. Um, okay, so tell us though where a re it's a restaurant. We didn't is. even say where it's a restaurant. Right. Where so kind yeah, of yeah. I kind of started. I kind of started in the middle. I started at chapter two. So, um, okay. <laughs> so we started Adelaide's Gin Joint, um, which is a modern take on a prohibition style uh, eatery, drinkery, and jazz experience. And one of the things we wanted it to be was, you know, this overall experience vibe that, you know, people could come as they are, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if you've just come back from, you know, uh, an OSU game um, and you just want to sit at the bar, hang out, listen to some great music or grab a bite. Um, it doesn't matter if, uh, you know, you're coming from, you know, dinner and you just want to spend some time having cocktails or if you want to come for a special occasion, you know, we get a lot of birthdays, we get a lot of anniversaries. Um, and we get a lot of groups. And so, you know, we wanted to create that varied experience um, within Adelaide's to um, make it a place where you felt comfortable and you feel safe. And, you know, it's it's all about, you know, being as inclusive as possible. And it's like, you know, we, we, we take people where they are. And, yeah. you know, we don't have like a dress code. We're not saying, you know, you have to dress up or, you know, um, a lot of folks will come in and they'll say, gosh, I don't think I'm dressed for this. And it's like, no, 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 come as you are. We, you know, don't worry about it. Just, you know, we want you to enjoy your time. Don't feel like that at all. Um, you know, we have many different levels of, of, of folks coming in for different reasons. And, you know, we, we don't want that to be an impediment. We want you to be able to come in and enjoy. And, you know, we've, we've had a really great um opportunity and I think some good success in getting a very, very demographic because, you know, that's kind of our attitude. That's kind of our vibe. And, uh, you know, um, 
I think that, you know, I think that's one of the unique things about, you know, Adelaide's is that uh, it's, you know, it's got this incredible reach to all of these different kind of demographics. And, you know, it's got great food, it's got great jazz, it's got great drinks. Um, the cocktails are really quite good and it's got great people. And, um, you know, we've had some just fantastic guests. So um, we're very proud of that. Okay. So I love you said that this is, um, you know, a, a, I mean, I love that Greener Grass is all about paths and journeys and like finding your space. And I feel like this, it's like all the things that, you know, made you, you got you to this space. What, how did you pick the name Adelaide's? So it's actually my stepdaughter's name, Adelaide. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, it's her name. She's kind of, you know, okay, but she's kind of not blessed about it. She's 21 and she's, we're like, hey, we're going to name the restaurant after you. And she's like, yeah, okay. Of course, of <laughs> course. Like, as any child that age, I love that that's their response. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we, are, we always give her a bad time and she always gives us a bad time back because she's just like, I am excited. And I'm like, well, is this excitement? Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, but she's just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, I don't know how I would have take it, taken it at, at 21 to do that. So I, you know, who knows? But uh, I also, also put um, uh, my stepson in the menu as well. He's uh, one of my favorite drinks is, is the drink called Griffin's Bootlegger. Um, it's a very gin forward drink, but it's got some really cool nuances. It's got lychee and it's got rose water and it's a really cool, cool drink. It's my favorite. And so I named it after him. I call it Griffin's bootlegger. And uh, so he was like over the moon about it. He's been here, um, you know, working periodically in, in, in the restaurant as, you know, just kind of cutting his teeth, getting to know the restaurant business. So it's, uh, okay. it's really interesting. I love that. So this this is a legacy project that you and your wife put together. I love that the kids are involved too. And yeah. speaking of family, like I got the opportunity to come. I've been there a couple times now and I'm coming this weekend um, if the girls don't bail on me, but I feel pretty secure. I feel pretty secure on this time. <laughs> You so from a family aspect, like coming to the restaurant, you very much like you have pictures um on the walls from your family like old old pictures from um your family and then also I know you're known as soup like that's like one of the things that you leaned into so not only is it a legacy project for you and your wife but also I feel like you're taking things from your like family traditions from your family absolutely so um I realized that, you know, when my nono died, uh, he was the last Maracione in our family. So I wanted to keep that alive. So I wanted to bring back kind of the Maracione name and find a way to keep some of those old traditions alive. And uh, my nono taught me how to make the soup, you know, many, many years ago. And then my mom helped me refine it. And, um, you know, I have such great memories of, you know, of eating that soup with them and just the, you know, the, the community and the family and, you know, all sitting around this big, huge banquette that they used to have in their house and all of the kids together, there were six of us. And of course my parents, so that's eight. And then my noni and nono. So, you know, we would hang out there with just big gobs of French bread, just eating the soup, um, which they would make every other day. Like <laughs> they ate it like so much all the time. And they had, 
you know, my nono had, and my nono and noni had started a, like a victory garden out in their backyard. So they took all the fresh vegetables and they would make a beautiful salad and, you know, they would use all the fresh vegetables in the soup. And so it was, you know, it was, it was kind of an amazing experience. You know, um, I remember going down to the cheese factory, getting Parmesan for the soup and, you know, all of these different things that just led to this kind of really nostalgic moment in my life that I wanted to kind of pass on. Um, I love that. Yeah. And so this, so there's a couple of pictures of, of my Noni and Nono up there's, there's their wedding picture, which is by the door. And uh, it, it looks a little gangsterish, um, but it's kind of funny. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely looks like you might see out of, out of uh, uh, a Scorsese film. Um, and then there's a, a kind of another picture in the back of the dining room that is of them with their um, four daughters. Uh, my mom wasn't in it yet, but uh, uh, that's the only picture they have really of, of the daughters. My mom's like, well, where am I? And I'm like, you'll be everywhere, mom. You know, I named yeah. a cocktail after her good night, Irene. Her middle name is Irene. Um, I, I don't know. Some, I guess the air conditioning just came on. Um, so I love, so food, I mean, um, the menu that you've incorporated so many things, the decor, I feel like a few friends, you know, were friends of yours that have popped in together and they're like, Roderick's name, Roderick is all over this from the design of how it's all laid out to the music. Like it's very much a feel of who you are as a person. What, I mean, it is a, I think when you're talking about this, it shows the transition of where you were and how you got here. But this is also like a totally different game, even though you're an experienced person and you're all about the music and all about the things. What have you learned the most? I mean, you opened a restaurant. That is no small feat. That's a huge deal. Um, and the world today is crazy. I think the world, I think the world today is a little bit crazy, like economy, inflation, like getting things in a timely fashion from, you know, putting together a restaurant in this, um, space of where we're living today can't be easy what were some things that you just are blown away that you didn't expect or that you learned from the process yeah I mean the process was really interesting um you know we looked at several different venues you know to try and you know find the right space for it trying to write you know find the right um experience for you know our guests and you know we we found this space and you know we had been you know, kind of talking and dreaming about this for a long time. You know, Laura and I had, you know, spent many, many, many times on the couch, just like saying, this is what it should be, or this is what it could be. And, you know, we wanted to create this, you know, um, community and this um, air of kindness, you know, be kind and do the right thing and have a place that um, both the guests and, you know, all the associates felt like they, you know, were part of it. And so it, it, there was a lot of thinking that went into it. And I think that it was a huge discovery um, for us from everything from, you know, what the process is to get, you know, your bar license, what it is to get, you know, the health inspections and all of those different things. But we were absolutely, you know, uh, blessed with getting the right team together. And we've got one of the, you know, top executive chefs who help us uh, build the menu, um, Tyler Menace, 
uh, he's done things like uh, he did the market. Uh, uh, he did uh, Good Friends, which is a Jackie O's. He uh, is a partner of Wario's. And so he, you know, developed the original menu for us. Um, uh, and then, you know, he brought us to our executive chef, John Krusek. And he has been just fantastic in kind of evolving it and making sure that the quality and the consistency are there and uh you know really kind of adding his own flair to it and so that was that was you know amazing we also had one of the top mixologists in town jillian smith uh who started mouton and was at the bottle shop and had many you know many different uh experiences um that really helped lend to us you know their expertise and so we had a lot of really good guides um who were helping us along the way and uh you know, as far as the, you know, uh, Alex Hasty was, you know, integral in helping us, you know, uh, understand the bar rules and all, all that sort of thing. But yeah, it was definitely a different, you know, kind of a different world. And, you know, I had developed restaurants and concepts for, you know, Disney and, you know, and Universal to some extent, but I had never had to operate them. So yeah. that's, been, that's been interesting. And I've operated lots of different businesses and it's, it's not so far from that model, um, but there are lots of little nuances in any business. And so along the way, you know, we're, you know, we're learning all sorts of things about, you know, how to best serve our guests and best, you know, um, make an environment that, uh, you know, our, our folks want to work in um, and make sure it's a, it's a cool place for them and that they feel invested in it. And, uh, you know, part of the overall, you know, kind of give back to the community. Well, I can tell you that I haven't met a drink that I don't love, <laughs> anyway. but all of the drinks were beautiful and I had an amazing glass of red wine. I feel like I've had the Brussels sprouts. I've had the meatballs. I've had the soup. Um, everything is, I, I mean, I could have those meatballs every single day. I freaking love them so much. Um, and it's not just an average meatball. I want to say that for sure, but you just added brunch. And who doesn't want a girl's brunch? That's what's happening for me this Sunday. Um, the peer pressure's on for these girls to show up. I'm they better, but girls' brunch on Sunday for me. So what um did you always know that you wanted to do brunch? I think probably because you're a brunch guy, but did you always kind of know that that was that path and that you were gonna kind of do a slow, like do dinner, do lunch, and then transition into having brunch on the weekends? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things we wanted to do is, you know, get a little time under our belt, um, not necessarily open with brunch, but, you know, get, you know, I think we had about, you know, a, a month under our belt and then we started planning for brunch and how we would launch it and, you know, what we wanted to do. I know that, uh, you know, uh, brunch is a great, you know, way, once again, we're, you know, we're trying to keep everything that kind of brings the community together and we wanted to provide kind of, kind of an opportunity for people to get together in yet another way. Um, so, you know, we decided to launch brunch and, uh, it's open Saturday and Sunday, 11 to three, and we have music from 12 to two. Um, and we have a jazz pianist and, uh, sometimes duos and trios and that sort of thing. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, we wanted to kind of bring that experience to, to, you know, a new audience, people who like brunch, maybe they're not people who go out on the weekends or go out during the week, but they, you know, go out, go out for a nice brunch and, you know, have developed, you know, some really um, cool offerings, which are all up on the website now. 
Um, and so you can kind of see, you know, what they are. We've got a beautiful brunch burger. We've got a great, you know, ex Benedict. We've got a frittata. And of course we have, you know, kind of eggs your own way type, you know, stuff. So you can kind of make, make the call. Um, and we've also launched a new, uh, some new additions to the regular menu. So we've got some new offerings there, um, which uh, we just launched on Wednesday. And uh, there's some really, really good stuff there. Okay, so as excited as you are about all this, um, are you freaking exhausted? Like even you saying all this, like, I'm like, what are we having dinner? I, I texted all, all the kids and said like, hey, I have stuff for all of us to make subs tonight. 21 year old text back like that's not my vibe for tonight and I was like well that's what what's the what's available so what but like are you I, I can't even plan dinner for three days like what are are you exhausted from all of this or and be honest or are you just thriving in the moment of it's still new like it is still new to you um are you thriving in that or is it both I think it's a little both I mean you know we um you know, kind of uh, uh, leased this building, you know, not long ago, um, maybe let's say uh, six weeks. And we completely renovated the interior in about three months and then kind of started training and, you know, put the concept on its feet. So we've been open about six weeks now. Um, so it was, you know, it was a definite slog to the finish. You know, it was one of those things that, you know, we had all of these different, you know, contractors in here doing all these different things. Plus we had, you know, to get the menu up and running. Plus we had to get, you know, the kitchen kind of up and running. We took over a building that's been vacant for about five years. Um, it had a lot of kitchen stuff already there, but it was not in good working order. So we kind of had to update it, figure out what all of those different things are. And then, you know, make sure we had everything in place to, you know, to be able to kick it off. Um, but after that, you know, it's been um, you know, pretty much nonstop, you know, even, uh, you know, it's been pretty much seven days a week, you know, and, uh, I think, you know, even though Tuesdays are off, you get a little bit of a respite, but there's a lot of catch up you have to do, um, to, <laughs> to make sure that you're ready for the week. Um, and there's, you know, you know, menus to be printed, there's, you know, stuff to go up on the web and, you know, Instagram and all that sort of stuff, you know, different, uh, additions to the new menu. Um, kind of, you know, what our kind of next evolution is, you know, kind of our phase two. Phase, phase two is always kind of, you know, having brunch. Um, you know, I, I think our phase three will be when the patio opens and, you know, we'll have a, you know, a great experience out there too. Cause we've got, you know, the five distinct spaces in Adelaide's and um, it's, it's good to note that, I mean, the reason we leaned into this whole prohibition vibe is because um, this building is a, it's a 1920s mansion and uh, it was built for, originally for a cobbler and his family and they had like their business on the first floor and then they lived on the second and third floor um but it's been many things it's been a school for girls it's been lots of restaurants um uh and you know throughout the years it's it's you know it's held up pretty well and uh it was elena's for a little while it was a la carte um so some great history here um and uh know the history like I know you love I know that I love that you know the history of the space um because you're creating new new things now but what you want to be a legacy and for years and years to come of course yeah yeah so that was really important that we kind of showed that history you know in the back hallway we have that mural of 
uh, you know, Columbus in 1910, where you can see kind of High Street and you can see the art, old archways and you can see the uh, the trolley cars. Um, and uh, it's just so cool to just kind of see that history and to realize that, you know, you can kind of step into that for a few moments. And um, we also wanted to, you know, I think a creative space. And I think, you know, um, that you can kind of step out of your reality for a minute. And, you know, it feels like uh, a very different space than I think, you know, uh, most restaurants where, where it's more kind of open and, uh, you know, not as kind of intimate. And we want, wanted to create a space that, uh, you know, has a vibe that you feel like um, you're stepping into maybe a different city or a different part of Columbus. Um, and, you know, having different, you know, rooms that kind of set that up is, is, is also kind of, you know, part of our, you know, thought process. You know, the gin joint, which is the bar, kind of what I'm sitting in now. Well, you can't see that. But um, the bar is where the music happens and so if you really want you know that 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 music experience you can sit at the bar and listen to music to your heart's content um the dining room is kind of a separate room that uh uh we definitely you know uh have the music playing in there we have a you know an advanced sound system and uh we have all the musicians mics so that we can kind of pump it into there but uh it's also a place where you can gather with your friends and have a good conversation and so that the background is just ambiance and experience and it allows you to kind of, you know, kind of choose your own adventure, kind of, you know, dig in as, as, as deeply as you want to the music or, you know, just spend time with friends and have that as kind of your atmosphere. Um, then we have uh, the Juniper Room, uh, which is named after the Juniper Berry, which is what gin is all about. Um, and that's kind of a more of a private room. Um, sometimes we use it as bar overflow, but it's usually just private groups, like groups of like, you know, 12 to 15. Um, and then we have the library and the library is kind of this cool soft seating vibe, um, where, you know, it's no low lighting and just kind of a cool tin ceiling and all that kind of stuff, um, where you can just hang out, have cocktails. It's, uh, you know, all of our rooms are full service. Um, so you can get, you know, full meal in any of the rooms. Um, but if you just want to just hang out there and have a cocktail, you can, um, uh, and just spend time with friends and, and. You know, we also take groups in there as well. You know, you can fit about, I think about 18 people. Well, I love that I'm coming this weekend because I, you're saying, well, they can't see you, but we'll also, I'll take a screenshot of this so everyone can see our interview for today. But also I'll be in this weekend for brunch so I can shoot some video and some pictures um, because all of our Greener Grass listeners, as you know, we have our Instagram. So if you want to take a peek at some of our guests or um, follow along, of course, we'll link to the restaurant so they know how to, you know, book their holiday party, come in for brunch, um, you know, or even, you know, after the holidays, you know, that time in between where we all start getting back to work, but we're, we're sick of being at home, like come in with friends and all of those things. So I'm so excited that not only are you like diving in and this is just such an, a piece of who you are um, in all ways and all aspects of the restaurant, but yeah. also that you're moving into a space of six weeks in and you're already adding, transitioning into brunch and doing all of these additional things. And since I've been to the space, like the patio is going to be amazing. I, I came the first time when it was a little warmer still, but you have fire pits out, out there. It's just like a beautiful space. And I love too that your 
um, you know, near downtown Columbus, but it's super easy to get there from anywhere. I mean, I've met friends from the Granville, Newark area. I live in Worthington. You live in pop. You can pop over there easily. So it's such an accessible place. So we're very honored, uh, you know, that uh, uh, that we could be part of this great community, and uh, really excited about it. Um, we're really proud of everything that uh, you know our folks do here. Um, they're an amazing team, and you know that's that's what you know really makes this this place tick is is this you know wonderful team that we have. Um, and we've done another edition. We've got a new drink menu that is now a booklet, and we have forty four different gins. Um, and what we've done is a you know make your own gin and tonic. So. We basically listed all the gins uh, that we have available and kind of what their attributes are. You know, if you like juniper forward or if you like something more floral or if you like something that's cured in a bourbon barrel because you like the bourbon flavor a little bit more. So we've kind of given all those attributes so you can do a customized gin and tonic um, and, you know, kind of work your way through all the gins. Um, yeah. And then also. Go, uh, go. Yes. Oh, Also, we're going to do uh, gin flights. So uh, we've got these cool paddles that you can that you can put in the freezer, get them all cold, and then you can do gin flights. So you can pick four different gins and kind of try them out and see which ones you like the best, and try them with friends and do that sort of thing. So it's kind of a you What's know your favorite part of the job, Roderick, is testing all the gins. I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. There is there is a part of that, but uh, yeah. um, you know, mostly I did research, so it wasn't just uh, just drinking them all, but. Uh, I had to, you know, make sure they're correct. I mean, of you know, course. can't give out bogus information. Of course, I've got to, you know, make sure it's truth in advertising. So, you know. Absolutely. Well, but, listen, we're so thrilled and excited and just excited. I mean, I think Greener Grass, crazy enough, like fourth season, it's so fun to reconnect with guests we've had before because the sure. whole concept of this is like the way everyone's life path, what life takes where life takes you and the path that we're all on and I just love that you're following really your heart and because you you were killing it right you have an amazing you had an amazing job and being willing to take that leap of faith and dive into something really as a family project um and doing something similar but but different and and really it's a big deal so um, for anyone out there that is has that thought or that couch dream that you're, you know, twirling around, um, this is the space to hear of people that really take it and make it happen. And so we're just so excited and proud of you. And if you're in the area um, and you'd like to meet me for drinks, I'm available. We can go and have <laughs> drinks, um, but you should go and just check it out because it's an amazing, incredible, not only restaurant as far as food, but experience, and they can say hello to you, Roderick, and we'll make sure to link to everything. Um, but we're so excited that you joined us again. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Um, I, I did want to mention that, you know, I, I try to get around to every single table. I mean, that's one of the things that's that's very near and dear to me. Um, I'm here, I would say, 98% of the time, and I try to speak with every single person who walks in the door and uh, just thank them for coming in. And it's really important to me to kind of get to know who our audiences are, what they think, and you know how they how they came to us, um, yeah. because you know it is a community. We're all part of the community, and and I want to make sure that uh, that uh, 
we're delivering on 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 our promises and uh our next big launch is uh we're planning on uh well as you said you know holiday parties are of course available but uh we're also working on a new year's eve um kind of a new year's eve we want to do kind of a gatsby theme so we're still working through kind of some of the details but uh uh more on that will be coming out on the website and on instagram soon Okay, I love that. I love that. Okay, well, Roderick, happy holiday. Oh, go ahead. I see it. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I was going to say one last thing. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, and you can edit this accordingly, but um, I just wanted to uh, kind of go back to the the notion that you had of people who um, are, you know, wondering about, you know, what their path looks like and, you know, what maybe their pivot is. And I would just encourage them, as I did, you got to swing for the fences, you know, uh, as you know, that's what I've done throughout my career is you got to swing for the fence and you're not always going to make it, you know, there's going to be little bumps along the road, but swing for the fences and hold on sight, you know, um, hold that dream, believe it, see it in your head and then just go for it. You know, don't wait. I mean, life's too short to, you know, take half measures and to say, you know what, you know, Maybe, maybe that's not a, that's not a good thing. Explore it, you know, do research. That's what I did. I did all kinds of research on, you know, everything to know about restaurants, everything to do with, you know, how to operate and just did a deep dive and, you know, really went in and did the work um, so that, you know, we could make this as successful as possible. But I encourage you follow your dream and don't let anybody tell you that it's a dumb dream because it's not, it's yours. I love that. And what a better way to end not only this episode, but ending off our season of December um, with our last two guests. This is a, the best way to talk about it. And it's just such a truth to who Greener Grass is meant to be and the guests that we have on. So thank you, Roderick Polly. I will see you for brunch on Sunday. Excellent. I expect you to come over to our table since you greet every guest and um, cool. we're just so excited and proud of you. Well, thank you so much. And thank you so much once again for, for having us and uh, for being such a, a huge supporter. I appreciate it very much. Of course. Roderick, thank you so much for joining us today and congratulations. And we really hope that people out in the area will go and check it out because um I, I wish I could go and meet you guys there for a drink and dinner and stuff. So um, I love when, yeah, and you too, Bean, you could come too if we ever go. Um, you know, I love when people bring fresh energy into into our into our hometown, home city. And uh, my friends, if you would please honor us with a five-star rating and a review. We appreciate you. We are almost done with this year. Um, sending lots of love for all of the holiday running around and buying gifts and family and travel and all that. And um, we will see you guys for one more episode uh, of 2023. And look at me, guys. <laughs> With our resident spiritual guide, gui guidance, guide or um, Pastor Josh Pennington of More Life Church. All right, guys. Uh, over and out. This is Green Grass. See you guys later.